You're listening to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast with Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths. Hello, Colts fans, and welcome to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast. It is a happy Friday here in Indianapolis. I'm Joe Hopkins, joined by Mike Chappell. And we had to do a little emergency podcast here because the Colts have agreed to a deal with Pro Bowl former Defensive Player of the Year, cornerback Stephon Gilmore. Mike, the news broke maybe about an hour or so ago, so we jumped on here to discuss things. Uh, Gilmore obviously fills a major addition for the Colts, Before, but before we get into that, Chris Ballard usually doesn't sign players of his stature. Were you surprised to see the Gilmore signing and the visit and all that stuff that came with it? Not really. I, I think there was some hints early. We talked to Chris Ballard at the Combine, and he said, you know, he's not opposed to signing guys. It needs to be the right player, the right price. And he did say, you know, I might be willing to go a little bit more. So, And then when it came out, what was it, Wednesday, that uh, Jim Irsay sent his, his jet to bring Gilmore to town, they, they this team, for whatever it does, good or bad, whatever, they don't do dog and pony shows. They just don't bring guys in like that, especially on the owner's jet, unless there's serious, serious interest. So, and maybe this is one where, you know, the the owner or, or, or Ballard decided to up their, their offer a little bit. The numbers are pretty, are reasonable. What, two years, 23 million. It was projected he was going to get Fourteen or fifteen million at the starter free agency. So to get this guy at this price, it's similar probably to Justin Houston a couple of years ago. I think the numbers are, are sort of similar, and you're, you know you're talking corner and in pass rush. But it, it's it, it's it's a little out of character, I guess. I'd have to go back and look to wait this long and to pay that kind of price in free agency for the Colts, not for other teams, but for the Colts. But this just reinforces. Uh, their commitment to, to make amends for last year. There's no other way of putting it. I mean, everyone knows that they, that they, you know, the, the meltdown at the end of the season didn't sit well, and it extremely embarrassed the owner, which, you know, you don't do. Just whatever you do, don't embarrass the owner. So uh, the story I posted was in, in what strikes me is in the last 31 days they've added Matt Ryan, Yannick Nagakwe, and, and Stefan Gilmore. So – that's a pretty good off season. Yeah, that's a it's a terrific. That's all in. I would describe right. from the Indianapolis Colts, uh, from the words of Jim Irsay after that cataclysmic loss to the Jaguars at the end of the season. Just running through things here, Gilmore. It's a two year deal, like you said, Mike. Twenty three million, fourteen million of that is guaranteed. Gilmore has earned himself five trips to the Pro Bowl, two first team All Pros. Those came in 2018 and 2019 with the Patriots. And he was also Defensive Player of the Year in 2019 as well when he had a career-high six interceptions that season. Last year was a a little bit rocky by Gilmore standards. He missed the first half of the year with a quad injury, um, still recovering. He suffered the injury in Week 15 of 2020. Um, And then him and New England couldn't quite reach an agreement on a contract extension, so instead New England trades him to Carolina for just a six-round pick. He ends up playing eight games with the Panthers, two interceptions, two passes defended. 
Uh, but he, when he was on the field last year, he was still a very effective cornerback. Pro Football Focus gave him an 85.6 man coverage grade, which was third best among all cornerbacks last season. Uh, total grade from Pro Football Focus last year, 90.5. The Colts are currently the only defense in the NFL that have three uh, players on their defense who graded in the top 25 from Pro Football Focus last year. That's Gilmore, DeForest Buckner, and Darius Leonard. So there are stars all over this Colts defense. Mike, the Colts really uh, kind of worsened their need at cornerback. They already could have addressed cornerback going into the offseason, but then they traded away Rocky Sin in the Yannick Ngakwe trade, um, really making cornerback a, a, I'm not going to say dire need, but a, a position where the Colts needed uh, to add some reinforcements. With Gilmore now on the team, Isaiah Rogers, um, hoping for a third-year leap, has played pretty well the last couple of years. And then the team also signed Brandon Faison from the Raiders, kind of comes over from Gus Bradley's system. Uh, give me your thoughts on just the cornerback position as a whole for Indianapolis. They could still take a, a corner in the draft. What what this does, it, it instead of taking one in the second or third round, which they have to, you know, let's not forget they still need receivers. Uh, it, it allows you to take one a little bit later if you think there's a developmental guy there. So, it, and, and you're right, we, and we've talked about this. They they intensified the need at the position. When they traded you sin, well, you know they they got their pass rush. So as we've talked, you do that every day. You you just, you just do you 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 prioritize pass rush. But they they've brought in a guy who yet I guess I'm not sure what to make of the injury because he came back and played. This isn't like a, a an ACL or a, a an Achilles that he came back and was right. He came back and played pretty well. So to me, the injury is sort of in the past. I mean, as much as injuries can be in the past. Well, it's sort of a, uh, you know, oh, you don't want to give me a contract extension? Yeah. I think my quad hurts right Yeah, because he opened the, with the first half of the season on Pup. And yeah, how missed eight games. And how much of that was, boy, the quad hurts, or, you know, boy, I, I need a new contract. So that's, But that's behind him. And, again, a two-year deal, it, it, it it's sort of like Matt Ryan. I don't know if we're going to start going in these two-year increments, which isn't always the greatest way of doing things, especially at key positions. But it, 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 does, it does give you flexibility. Now you can breathe. You're not going into the draft with, oh, my goodness, we need, we need receivers. We need a tight end. And, oh, we need to start – not a corner, a starting corner. So – and, and as we've talked, as much as you need that quarterback, which is undeniable, and receivers, you need corners to play against those receivers. So th- this just solves a lot of issues, and, again, at, at a reasonable price. Yeah, very reasonable price. Looking at the highest paid cornerbacks in the league, you know, this $23 million deal, contract details aren't quite out yet, but just assuming it's split evenly across the two years, that's about $11.5 million per year. That would rank Gilmore at about the 15th-ish highest paid cornerback in the league. Um, I get his A, and I don't mind the two years on the deal because he'll, he will be 32 in September. Um, so I don't mind the shorter deals for kind of older players we will really see how they feel about uh, kind of extending players when it comes time for Yannick to be extended. He's on the last year of his deal. And speaking of the trade, it's kind of funny because, 
you know, the Raiders traded away the younger pass rusher in Ngakwe to get the younger cornerback, and then they replaced Ngakwe by signing the older Chandler Jones. Colts just kind of did the opposite. They traded away their younger cornerback for a younger pass rusher and then signed an older cornerback, so it's kind of funny how those things work. Uh, Mike, just kind of looking at this defense as a whole, I mean, starting with the defensive line, you got Ngakwe, Buckner, Stewart, and Pay. You got to feel pretty good about those front four. Obviously, Leonard and Okariki are darn good linebackers. And then a secondary now with uh, Stephon Gilmore on the outside and then either Isaiah Rogers or Brandon Faison. That'll probably be a training camp battle there for that second outside cornerback spot. Kenny Moore is the best in the business at slot corner. And then they got three safeties who can start with Kari Willis, Blackman, and uh, Rodney McLeod, who they just signed uh, earlier this week. Looking at this defense as a whole, I I was just talking to someone earlier today. This is the best Colts defense I can remember, really, at least on paper. I have not seen a Colts defense from front to bottom stacked like this uh, during my entire time. Even going back to the Peyton Manning years, the Super Bowl year where they did have a good defense, I don't think it was this stacked from top to bottom. Well, and I can still argue that depth is an issue, and it is. De- depth is always an issue, and I that's one of the things I, I'm, I'm going to write about is that they still have so much to do depth-wise. They, they've got like 62 players under contract, and I think like 29 of them have one or fewer starts, and like nine players have not played in the NFL. So to, to be still looking this, this deep into the offseason – to, to not having 70 or 75 players signed is a bit unusual, but I, I would probably rather have pro bowlers in, in, in not just names, but, but players who have played and by all accounts can still play. I would rather have the frontline players and, and then worry about my depth in the, in the coming months, as opposed to, boy, I've got, I've got depth everywhere. You know, I've, I've got bodies everywhere. But who's my pass rusher? Who's my corner? Who's my quarterback? So uh, I, I do like this. And defensively, they've just – it's about making plays. It's just – the game's about making plays. You know, and, and w- another podcast will be that they need playmakers, on, on, as we talked about on Wednesday uh, at receiver. But you, you've got Darius Leonard, who's a turnover machine. He just is. By hook or crook, he finds ways to make turnovers. Uh, Nagakwe, that, that's where turnovers come from in the pass rush. And Stefan Gilmore, if he's, you know, close to what he was in, in his heydays. And, in, and we're not talking that, that he was the defensive player of the year in 2015. We're talking 2019. So it, it, this was recent. Yeah. So you really like the way this defense is is – is is being built, and what what tells you how how well it's being built really is that that Rodney McLeod is like an oh by the way, it, it's you know oh, oh and we got Randy McLeod or Rodney McLeod. Well, he, he started for nine years for crying out loud. So all of a sudden you really like uh, the way things are. And I I was texting someone with the Colts, and they sort of said, well, this is why we're patient. This is why we do things our way. And it drives us crazy. It just does. But the fact that that, that, that they sort of bided their time and, and got Gilmore at probably, not probably, at less than it would have taken a month ago, 
uh, is really is really pr- pretty uh, fortunate for the Colts to, to do, do things their way and to come out with, again, three major, major additions. Four, if you want to count McLeod, which we, we probably should. Again, this guy's a, a proven starter, so uh, th- this team is, is better, much better maybe than it was in December. Yeah, this just speaking, you know, for myself here, this is the best Colts roster I've seen since the Peyton Manning years. I mean, I think this is better than anything during the luck years, better roster than last year, than with Philip Rivers. Um, the, the, speaking the, about the, the only caveat I'll give you, though, with that, I, I, I sort of agree. Left tackle bothers me, receiver really bothers me, and tight end bothers me. So that's just saying that they, they still have work to do. But by doing what they've done, taking Matt Ryan out of the mix sort of but but by getting your pass rush guy and your corner it allow, it, it, it eases the, the the responsibility or the urgency of getting it all done in the draft now you can sort of hone in on the draft at receiver at tight end and, and maybe developmental tackle yeah we've been talking you know I've kind of been making the point for weeks now the Colts had been sitting at about 22 million in cap space for a few weeks holes remaining on the roster and including depth we 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 were kind of talking a couple weeks ago why haven't the Colts at least made their depth signings we were kind of shocked that the 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 offensive line depth was in the state that it was in it it is you get past the top three guys and it's not very good and it wasn't very good and kind of my hunch was that the Colts were waiting for one last significant signing before they went in and signed their depth. So they knew how much money they were dealing with before they did so. Uh, these are loosey-goosey numbers here. Again, assuming Gilmore is getting paid $11 million this next year and it counts $11 million against the cap, the Colts will be down to, what, about 10, 10 to $12 million right. remaining in cap space, um, which is enough to sign some depth players, well, but, enough but, to sign your draft class. But, but one thing, again, the, there is – you can you can make the the salary cap bark if you want to. You you can really make it do a lot of things, and they've got four or five six players that they can go to and restructure simple restructures. The Buckners and Ryan Kellys and Darius and Braden Smith. All you're doing is you know lowering a, a, a 2022 base salary with the signing bonus and stretching it out with players that are going to be here barring injury. So if they want to, and they will. They're going to restructure three or four guys just because you're going to need, you know, three or four million for your draft picks. You need to carry three or four million into the season, so they've got work to do. But the thing is that they can do this without doing major backflips. So that's why you know we always are preoccupied on the salary cap for good reasons. But teams, they've got the flexibility to do things that work without putting the future at risk. Absolutely. I think uh, any Colts fans complaining about Ballard sitting on his hands won't have much to say at this point between Matt Ryan, Yannick Ngakwe, uh, Stephon Gilmore, and of course, Rodney McLeod uh, joining the team. The Colts have made some significant additions this offseason that really rival what a lot of other teams have done as well. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars have done a lot. I'm not sure they've added any players as good as what the Colts have added. Uh, Miami's done a lot. But they've given up a lot as well. I mean, multiple draft picks. Same with the Raiders. Gave up multiple high first-round 
uh, a draft and second round draft picks for wide receivers. Meanwhile, the Colts have added Matt Ryan, Ngakwe, and uh, Stephon Gilmore for what? A th- a th- they gave up a third round pick for Ryan, but they had a third round pick to spare in the Carson Wentz trade. So really, they add Ryan, Ngakwe, McLeod, and Gilmore, and a second or third round pick in next year's draft during this offseason. In the financial outlay for those three players in guaranteed money is 54, 67, about $80 million, which that's guaranteed money, which by NFL standards, it's a lot, but by NFL standards, it's not. So uh, again, what they've done with these players, it's, it's two years with Gilmore and Ryan and, and the one year with Nagakwe, maybe more, we'll see. Uh, with Nagakwe, it's it was, if he's what they hope he is, you know, it'll cost him a boatload to re-signing. But I, I just again, they tell us to be patient, and we say we don't, we don't want to be patient. Well, as it turns out, they being patient over the last month, they've really really done uh, a, a lot to increase the, the, this team, this defense, which the defense was it, it, while it's so easy and reasonable to look at things that didn't do last year. I can't get past the Baltimore game where make a stop for crying out loud, make a stop. But they've really upgraded their defense uh, with these players. And if they can, when it comes time to adding another corner, which they will, and a safety, which they will, and another defensive lineman, because again, I like the defensive line. I'll feel better when I know that Tyquan Lewis is back. So uh, again, what they've done is they, they've they've done the dominoes of, of taking care of pressing pressing needs, and now they go to the next one, which you know is the draft with receiver tight end, receiver tight end, maybe a developmental tackle to kind of work behind Matt Pryor, who as of right now is the starting tight end for or left tackle for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, looking at expectations now, the Colts. All in this offseason, new quarterback. Uh, Dave might argue with us, but I think we both agree. Major upgrades at quarterback, defensive end, cornerback, and now, I mean, at least upgrade at safety depth with McLeod. What should the expectations now be for this Colts team? Are they division favorites? Should they expect to make noise in the playoffs? Super Bowl contenders? Um, where do the Colts kind of compare with the rest of the AFC where you're competing with the Chiefs, the Bills, who might be the favorites in the AFC right now after the Chiefs traded away Tyreek Hill. Um, You got other teams like the Bengals are still there. Loaded AFC, Colts doing all they can to compete. Where do you think they fall in that mix right now? I'm not not on the Super Bowl bandwagon yet. I'm just not. I, I, I look around at the offensive firepower of so many other teams, the AFC West is just loaded, crazily loaded. But I've said from the start, that's okay. What this team has to focus on is winning the AFC South. And you do that, and you're one of the top four teams in the league, and you've got a home game. So there's no reason. I I thought before, even before Gilmore, that they they were even with, with Tennessee. Uh, I, I, we can argue whether Ryan is a better quarterback at this point than Tannehill. I don't know. It depends on which flavor of ice cream you like. But there, there is no reason, absolutely no reason, that this team 
should not be head-to-head with Tennessee with the AFC South. And, and I go back to when, when we talked with Jim Irsay at the owners' meetings. Uh, I did it via Zoom. And his disdain for Tennessee dominating the division over the last two years was clear. I mean, he went on and on. So that's got to be your focus. Win the division. What They've not won the division since 2014, I believe it is. So that's where it has to be. And, and, and then we'll see. So I, I like what they've done. I Again, I, I can't get too bullish. As much as I like what they've done, I really like what they've done. This is like beating the dead horse until I see what they do at, at, at receiver. A little less at tight end and, 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 and tackle. Those, those are really important. But as good as this defense is, you still win very few games 17 to 14. You just don't. You got to score, you know, 25, 27, whatever, on a regular basis. And until I see what they do at receiver, this team's not prepared to do that. I do agree. I think the sights should be set on the division. And then if you win the division, you get a home playoff game. It really sets you up to then make noise from there. Uh, I mean, we watched during Hard Knocks, Frank Wright, looking at that division championship, the last one, 2014, Frank Wright has not won the AFC South during his time uh, as the Colts head coach. I think Indianapolis is doing all they can and doing a good job of positioning themselves to win the division and then make some noise. The last thing I will say when kind of comparing the Colts to these AFC teams with so much firepower, if you're going to design a team to take down uh, a Buffalo Bills who could put up 45 on you on any given Sunday, it would be a team that looks like the Colts that can run the ball, control the clock, and play excellent defense on you. That's how they beat the Bills this past season, and that's how that's really the formula to beat these other teams uh, when the rest of the AFC seemingly is gearing up to get into the shootouts, the Colts are going to use the same strategy used against Peyton Manning way back in the day where you try and shorten the game and win 27-24 to 24 or 24-17, to 17, whatever it might be. I like how this Colts team is shaping up. They do need more weapons on offense in the passing game. We talked about that on Wednesday really got deep into draft wide receivers. So go and check that out if you have not already, uh, because the Colts next star receiver might soon be taken with the 42nd overall pick. That's going to about wrap things up for us today. I guess the last bit of news I will mention, Kamoko Ture has signed uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. So he will not be rejoining the Indianapolis Colts, kind of something we expected um, after Indy brought in Ngakwe. Uh, they have the two draft picks from last year at defensive end and brought back Tyquan Lewis, but that's now official that Terre will not be back with Indianapolis. I hope you will be back with us next week on a Thursday episode of the Colts Blue Zone podcast because, Mike, on Wednesday you get a chance to speak with Chris Ballard? No, uh, Frank Reich. We get, it is, it's the first chance okay. we get of offseason access to guys with Frank Reich, and we'll get a handful of players, so... Looking forward to kind of reconnecting with this team. So Wednesday, Mike and Indianapolis Media will speak with some players and Frank Wright. We'll talk about what they said on Thursday as well as break down draft quarterbacks and tight ends as the NFL draft is less than two weeks away. So thank you so much for listening to this emergency episode of the Colts Blue Zone podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Colts Blue Zone. Follow Mike on Twitter 
at mchapel51. You can follow me at Roto Street Joe. Please subscribe and download. Download, download, download. That's what my boss is like. And we will see you next week. Thanks a lot, Colts fans. <laughs>